0: The biggest lesson I learned was that it's totally okay to negotiate your salary. Um, When I moved from Buzzfeed, that was the first time I've ever negotiated a salary and asked for more. And you have to realize that every time you get a new job, you know, my parents would always tell me, they're lucky to have you. You know, you're not lucky to have them, they're lucky to have you. (laughs) Welcome to Persister with Candice Lowry. I am Candice Lowry. What is a persister? A persister is a little play on words of, nevertheless she persisted, but also a woman who has truly broken through that glass ceiling and has really forged a path and a name for herself in whatever business she's in. Persister with Candace Lowry is a CastBox original produced alongside Studio 71. CastBox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both both iOS and Android, where you can find all of your favorite podcasts. You can listen to Persister with Candace Lowry wherever you get your podcasts, but I hope you'll give CastBox a shot because I think it's the best. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Persister with Candace Lowry. I am Candace Lowry, and it's kind of weird right now, Because I'm by myself. (laughs) Um, I just made a huge move out to um, Seattle for a job with Microsoft. And I still can't believe it's real. It does not feel real. I don't know how I got this job. Well, I mean, I do. But at the same time, it's crazy that I have... Been able to get past all those different people. Um, But, anyways, the reason why, other than the fact that I'm all alone up here in Seattle, but the reason why it's just me today is that I wanted to do a solo podcast episode and kind of talk about how I got here, where I am. I feel like I have a very unique path um, in that. I have this side hustle um, in my own name and then a <laughs> full-time job. Um, so I'm kind of doing both. Um, but I really wanted to talk about today how I was able to make six figures um, before turning 26. And I know you're probably thinking I'm like being super braggadocious and like blah, 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 But I just wanna do talk about how it's possible to, you know, be your own boss, but also be having an amazing full-time job. But, you know, at the same time, really discussing how to get what you want and follow your dreams, as trite as that sounds, um, and and really do something that you can be proud of. Um, so I guess let's just, let's start from the beginning because I... Did not hit the ground running and hit the um, the income lottery as soon as I graduated, <laughs> so when I graduated, I was so lucky to get my first job with a company that I had dreamed about only really, and I found that job and took that opportunity because it's something I wanted, but at the same time, you know. I knew that I could get it and I was confident with myself. But the important thing in this situation was that you have to be proactive. If you think of a company that you love that you dream of being with, it's not just going to pop up in thin air. You know, you have to do the work, you have to want it. And I was lucky enough to know someone that worked at BuzzFeed. Um, she was a sorority sister of mine, Ashley Perez, um, who worked there for a while as well. And all I wanted to do was just get coffee with her and, you know, talk about her job, what BuzzFeed was like, you know, how I could be maybe in her position one day. Um, and I told her, you know, this is what I want. I I want to work here. I want to hit the ground running and, you know, start at something that's my dream. So um, I was super annoying when I applied for the fellowship because I called the hiring manager who would be my boss. Um, his name was Alex. I called him literally ev. day after my interview and asked him like, how it's going, what's going on? And my parents growing up told me that uh, because they were both in sales, they never hired someone who didn't call um, more than three times. And so (laughs) I took that advice and I kept calling and asking, and I think I might've like worn him down um, to the point where he just was like, okay, shut up, I'll hire you, I don't care. But um, what happened was I remember I like almost broke my ankle, I sprained it really bad in the crosswalk at Pepperdine and I got the call that I got the job and would be starting um, the day after graduation and I was so excited, um, I was making $12 an hour and when I met the other fellows, we were actually surprised and excited because we thought it was going to be $10 an hour, but it ended up being 12 Um, So I already hit the uh, jackpot there in terms of an income. So after school, my first job was $12 an hour. But it was something I was so passionate about. And the important thing that when you take a job with a smaller salary than you expect is you need to know that there's a place for growth there. And I knew at BuzzFeed I wouldn't be making that minimum salary for very long because there was so much growth opportunity there. And that was another huge part that I wanted to work at BuzzFeed. And so... And when I started, I worked as hard as I could through the fellowship to eventually get this full-time position. Um, And I got the full-time writing position and I got a little bump in pay there. Not much, but it was something. Um, And then I worked, you know, as hard as I could and wanted to really establish myself. And I think that there's a lot of pressure right now to make a ton of money as soon as you can, as fast as you can, because it's not going to get better from there on out. Um, but there was a part of me that was like, okay, Candace, you're 21. You're not going to be making a billion dollars right out of the gate, okay? I'm not some super genius. So I knew that it would be tough for the time being, um, but... To account for that, I had a couple of paid internships um, in school and then a full-time summer gig. So I had a lot of money saved and reserved for a situation like this. And it's very hard to survive in LA on $12 an hour, especially if you don't have any savings or any extra income. So I really had to account for that. And my parents were great in the fact that they were always there to support me and wanted me to know that they wanted to support my dream, even if that meant helping me out on rent, um, helping me with groceries. But I think that it's important as a person for me to take responsibility and not rely on, you know, my parents for helping me. As amazing as it was to have them there, I wanted to know that I could make a name for myself and use the money I had. So I always saved a portion of money as soon as I got my paycheck. And I always made sure that first and foremost, I was paying for the essentials, which was groceries, rent, car, gas, whatever. I had to really be tight on any extra purchases, but I I had to have faith in myself that this would only be temporary. And I made a pledge to myself that I wanted to make six figures before I was 30. Um, And I didn't realize how stupid that is for the typical person (laughs) to make that pledge. Um, A lot of jobs in entertainment and publishing and media don't actually pay that well unless you're the influencer. Um, So... I just loved so much what I was doing, and I eventually moved over to video once video became a thing um, at BuzzFeed, and you know I was able to get a pay raise from that, and it was really hard because BuzzFeed was essentially two separate companies at that time, where one was film or video, and then the other was the editorial side, um, and. I had a really hard time moving over, even if it was through the company. I had a hard time moving over to video, but I knew that if I wanted this position, I wanted to have a raise. Um, I had been there a while. I was going to be starting something new, and the hardest thing sometimes about being a woman in... The workforce is that you there's this fear that you might be um too overwhelming or come off as a bitch just because you you're getting what you want and you're asking for what you want. and I was kind of apprehensive to ask for a raise in all accounts, I deserved it, but at the same time, I didn't want to come off as this, you know, overly ambitious, rude entitled woman um but in my last podcast with Erin, she is a badass woman and hit the nail on the head with asking for a raise is that it's expected. You're not supposed to be making the same amount of money forever. And if you're doing well, it's not like they're going to fire you. And the worst thing that could happen is that they say, no, not yet. And then you can evaluate your situation. But the hardest part came from I really loved the work I was doing at BuzzFeed but I kind of like gained this following and it was weird because that was not my intention when I went to BuzzFeed and it became this thing where I was like wow I've kind of created a brand for myself and at the same time I got a Job offer from Pop Sugar um, to basically create a whole new program, a whole new vertical at um, Pop Sugar. And it really seemed like an interesting challenge to me, but I was stuck in this place where I had this golden opportunity that so many people want, which is to grab this internet fame and take it wherever I could. But at the same time, I also had this offer. To make bigger and bolder steps in my professional life, and I'm not saying that you can't you can't move up as you know a YouTube celebrity or video person um, in the professional world, but I really wanted to be a major part of business and not really focus so much on being an internet personality. But I loved making videos and. I decided to kind of see if I could, you know, run this whole YouTube thing by myself. So I said, you know what? What the heck? I have a stable job. My job will be my number one priority. I have worked too hard to get this position and this raise. Um, and I want to stick with this. And, you know, as soon as stuff from YouTube becomes work, then it's no longer a hobby, and that's something that I need to, you know, re-examine and re-evaluate along the road. But the cool thing about it was that I had this great stable job that I could devote to full-time and really learn from and be a part of, but also have this, I guess, side hustle where I could be be making an alternate income, The only thing that really worried me about going full time as a YouTuber or an influencer, as they call it, is that I noticed a very um, unfortunately too common trend where people explode and they skyrocket and they make so much money and get famous and then it kind of fades away and it's really hard to get back into the mainstream business world coming from being a full-time YouTuber. And it's, it's hard to grow within a company and within a business when you're working by yourself and don't have benefits and have a hard time figuring out what to save. And there was nothing concrete about my financial future if I were to be a YouTuber full-time and I enjoyed work. So I was able to kind of make a dual income for myself. But the only thing that was scary, again, is like, okay, I have this cool job, but how much longer am I gonna make money on YouTube or make money making videos or collabing with friends? And so it became a little bit stressful, but at the same time, I was like, you know what? Let's try this." And they kind of, my job and my YouTube side hustle were kind of in sync with one another because a lot of my full-time job relied on me knowing YouTube, knowing social media, knowing trends like the back of my hand. And at the same time, I could kind of try these theories and test any questions I had about YouTube or any kind of Uh, hunches I had about YouTube on my own channel without any real repercussions Um, and so I was learning from both of my jobs to become stronger in each of them Um, so that is where in long story short where (laughs) I got to the point where I was like okay maybe I can do this dual income but I want to talk about how it's been so far, where I'm at today, and then when you kind of are okay with letting go of your side hustle and devoting your life to really one thing. but um, yeah, so <laughs> I'm gonna take a deep, um, I'm gonna take a quick break because you' probably are like, "Oh my God, I'm so bored of this girl." Um, but we'll be right back. Thank you everyone for listening and I just wanted to remind you all to rate, review, and subscribe to Persister with me because it's very helpful in spreading the word and um, getting the show out there. So I just wanted to thank you all again for listening and let's get back into it. Hello everyone, welcome back to Persister. I'm Candace, I'm still here alone in Seattle. (laughs) Um, but let's talk about taking a risk on yourself and one of the biggest things that I was most terrified of was leaving something comfortable like BuzzFeed. But I was given this not only professional opportunity, but an incredible financial opportunity to start somewhere like Pop Sugar. Um, But BuzzFeed was so big at the time and I loved it. And I had one of the hardest decisions to make, leaving a place where I started, where I grew, where I would not be without them today. Like I would not be where I am without BuzzFeed today. I would be nowhere near that. And I think it's when you decide to move on from a company like that, you have to be confident with yourself and you have to be okay with the... Good and bad that come from the move. You know, when I left, I was like, all right, here's what's going to happen. Is that I'm going to move up in the business world. I'm going to move up salary-wise. Um, I have a incredible risk, um, but exciting future in terms of um, my internet personality fandom. I don't know how to say that. But with my opportunities at YouTube, But what I was leaving behind was comfort and guaranteed success and knowing that being a part of Ladylike or being a part of BuzzFeed, I would only grow faster and grow bigger. And that was really scary for me at the time. But, you know, I wanted to know I I could be my own self. I could be someone... I don't want to be known as just that girl from BuzzFeed. I wanted to be known as Candace Lowry, the boss who has made a great living and great strides in the business world and influences people in a good way. <laughs> and so um, I took that risk and I started making more money, but I think the risk that comes with making more money. Uh, quickly is that you spend and you need to be aware of how much you are spending. <laughs> um, and the biggest lesson I learned was that it's totally okay to negotiate your salary. Um, when I moved from BuzzFeed, that was the first time I've ever negotiated a salary and asked for more. And you have to realize that Every time you get a new job, you know, my parents would always tell me, they're lucky to have you, you know, you're not lucky to have them, they're lucky to have you. So I had to go in with that mentality and it's kind of expected a lot of the times that when you're offered a job, unless it's like an ungodly amount of money that you are supposed to negotiate, you know, that's the art of the deal, um... And that's what I had to learn. And I'm not a confrontational person at all. And it was horrible and I hated every moment of it. (laughs) But um, I was offered something. I didn't like what they were offering me. And it was essentially I asked myself, aside from the benefits of leaving and going to this new place, what would it really take financially to make this move, too? And that's something that you do have to ask yourself. It's not necessarily being greedy. It's knowing what you're worth and re-examining um, re, uh, that part of yourself. And being like, no, you know what? I'm worth more than this. And it's okay to know that about yourself. So they gave me their number. I pushed back and said, I won't leave for this. And it was a tiny bit over <laughs> what I was okay with leaving with. And they said, okay. And it was like, oh my God, did I just do that? Did I just negotiate a higher salary by like 10% <laughs> from what they offered me? And I was really proud of myself. And it re- you know reaffirmed that I am worth that much. And it's okay to ask for more sometimes, especially if you've done the work. I'm not saying, like, stroll into your job if you get there late all the time and ask for a 10% raise because, like, you don't deserve it. But if you've been putting in the work, it's not like people aren't going to expect that. Um, So that was a harder thing that I did. Um, And when I was at Pop Sugar, I was able to, you know, be myself on YouTube and separate that but also have – my full-time job, which I was extremely lucky to have. And I understand that not a lot of people have, you know, have that opportunity. And the important thing was that aside from negotiating my salary, I've learned how to be honest about what your priorities are, what you do, you know, what's yours, what you own when you get a new job and I asked, I just asked, is it okay if I can be this persona on the side, but my 100% of my time at work will be devoted to this company. So the important thing too, about when you are on the internet, when you have some sort of personality, I don't care if you have two followers, you're on the internet. And things you say, companies really take that to heart. And you have to be careful. And if you don't keep yourself professional outside of just your everyday work, it's not gonna work out. And you need to be professional on all levels. And this isn't just about making the most drama on YouTube or saying the craziest thing for money. It was more than that. And I had to realize that, that not only was I a personality, but, I was a face of a company, and anything I said on my own could be reflected back on that company. And that's one of the, not tougher things, but that's one of the things that you need to realize if you do decide to have a side gig. So I was at a point where I was making a good amount of money at my full-time job, but I could also make money being a YouTuber, and I was very lucky to have that opportunity. Um, but at the same time, when you work for yourself, when you do things for th- like companies like YouTube, anything like that, where you're making money without um, a-, a company behind you, uh, it's not text. So if you ever decide to have some sort of side hustle, know that you need to be putting away at least, at least... I put away 40% of it just to know that that has to go to taxes at the end of the year. So it's scary when you make all this money and then realize, oh wait, this is going to eventually be taxed when April rolls around. So just keep that in mind. And I did. And so there came a point where I was making over six figures, and I reached that six-figure mark from YouTube and my full-time job, and it was a little surreal that I had reached this goal that I set out for myself that seemed so dumb, so stupid, (laughs) with, you know, so ignorant, really. Uh, if you really think about it, to just say, yeah, I'll make six figures in four years. I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> and I was really proud of myself because I, I had this moment where I was like, wow, I did all this work and it's it's paid off for myself. And this has really been not only luck, but making smart business moves. And Sometimes I look back and I'm like my life would have been different if I had stayed at one company and didn't move on and and stayed in that comfort zone. And I think it's really important to know that there's a path for you and that you might make a mistake changing jobs. You might do that but at least you know that and in the long run you're getting more experience And you're finding newer and easier ways to talk about the tough things in business, which sometimes has to do a lot with money. Um, And that's what I learned. But I also learned that I was a savvy businesswoman and that I could run my own company, um, but also, you know, balance a full-time job. But I want to make sure that the things that I'm saying here, I'm going to, you know, really underline (laughs) these things right now is that I am not saying try to balance a full-time job with a side hustle if you're going to be overwhelmed or be slipping in your full-time job. You don't want to run that risk. I have to know that this is a potentially very temporary second income. And even though I'm making six figures now, I better guarantee that without this side hustle, I could be making just as much. And so that's really important. And that if you decide to make a move, don't make it be all about money. And I know that it's sometimes from things that I've said so far is that like I'm saying, go ahead and... Just leave a job if you get a huge paycheck offer. No, it's a big consideration and you need to know your worth when you get a job offer. But, you know, someone could offer you $100,000 but it's a job you hate and you have to know that there's a certain point where money doesn't talk. Um, And, you know, another thing I'm saying is that life is not all about money but it feels good when you've worked hard up to a point where you can say that you accomplished a lifelong goal of yourself so you know set goals for yourself even if they seem totally insane maybe they're not that crazy (laughs) when it comes down to it and I think it's important to make those really bold goals but to also be smart with your money Um, Just because you're making a certain amount now does not mean you will be making it forever. Um, That's sometimes the hard and scary truth. But it's important that with your raises, you're still consistently saving. You're still consistently planning for the unexpected, expecting the unexpected, um, but being able to enjoy your life. And I feel like I've, I've been able to have this unique journey of having my own business on the side, but really be devoted to a full-time job. And that's because I love what I'm doing on the side. It is fun. It is extremely a fortunate situation that I get to have that as part of my life. But I can also follow passions and make money at the same time. Um, But to make six figures before a certain age... You don't need to go try to be a YouTuber or go try to have two jobs at once. That's just my path. And that's what I wanted to do. You know, I wanted to look back and be like, look, I'm a badass businesswoman. But um, I also like to have fun on the side. (laughs) But it's taught me a lot about advertising and a lot about social and things that really apply to my current full-time job that I can make my full-time job better with. Um, So, you know, it's cool that I can make money, but it's also important that this is fulfilling and it's helping my job now. But I've gotten to the point now where I have a big, important job and I need to recognize the fact that sometimes it needs to take precedence over you know, a YouTube video or making certain money on something on the side because where I'm at now, I'm so proud of myself and I'm so lucky to have the job that I have and make what I make and I don't want to risk losing that. And sometimes you grow from things, sometimes you grow out of things, but, you know, you just take it a day at a time and just always remember to save Always remember to uh, plan accordingly. And always remember that it's okay to ask for a little bit more sometimes. You know? You've earned it. Um, And, yeah. I really hope that you guys enjoyed this i hope i i talked about everything right i think i did um i do again apologize that the audio might be a little different just because i am not in a podcast studio um but i don't know i think it's important to know that there are a lot more ways to make money and be successful other than being youtube famous (laughs) and business is Very challenging, very rewarding, and insanely hard. (laughs) And, um, yeah, I guess I'll just leave you with the fact that don't be afraid to set crazy goals for yourself. Um, You know, you're worth it. You can earn it. Um, Just say your mind to it, honestly. And everybody's path is different. And as it's been said multiple times on this show... There's room for everyone at the top and know that. And, you know, it's okay to want to be on top with everyone else. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I hope you guys liked this episode of Persister. You can listen on CastBox, on Apple. um, And, yeah, I guess that's it. Um, I guess I'll see you guys later.